Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for downloading episode 92 of We Got This with Mark and Hal. I want to tell you about a few opportunities that you have coming up to see Mark and me live in front of your faces, your ears, your eyes, and your clapping hands. Number one, on December 17th, we're both going to be at the theater at the Ace Hotel for the final thrilling adventure hour until we take an extended hiatus. How long? I don't know. I'm not a calendar or a person who has that information. But you can get your tickets and get all the ticket information. You can go to my website, howlublin.com, uh, and you'll find a link to tickets there. It's just as simple as that. There are still seats available, but get them before they're gone. Also, in January, in the new year, on Saturday, January 14th, Mark and I will be live as part of San Francisco Sketchfest. So if you're in the Bay Area, come see us. We're going to be doing a live show with some very thrilling guests. And of course, we'll have Carter Parton Rogers opening for us, as we always do. For information and tickets, you can get them right now at sfsketchfest.com. Dot com. All the info's there. It's going to be a great weekend of shows. Mark and I are also going to be part of the Work Juice Improv Experience. That's going to be Friday night, January 13th. Finally, if you have your sea legs and you want to go on a cruise, well, let Mark and I take you on a sea cruise, the Joko Cruise 2017. That's going to be March 4th through the 11th. You can get a cabin right now at Joko Cruise. That's J-O-C-O Cruise dot com. We will be doing more than one live recording with some of the other amazing guests that are going to be there at sea. You don't want to miss out. And right now, you don't want to miss episode 92 of We Got This with Mark and Hal. Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Chili, beans, or no beans? That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Hello, my friend. Hello to you. And hello to all of our friends who are listening to the show. Hi, friends. Thanks for all of you coming by. Yeah, welcome. Um, if you open up the, the pantry, there are chips. And, uh, if you look on the stove, there's a big pot of chili. Please help yourselves. Now, Mark, does the, yes, chili, Hal. does the chili have beans or does it have no beans? <laughs> Funny you should ask. That is our topic for today. Okay. Well, should chili have, I don't know why I, I say that that's the topic because you always lead off with, Beans or no beans. This is true. But to be fair, I'm speaking on behalf of Lindsay Tamborello. She's the one. Oh, hi, Lindsay. Hey, Lindsay. Great. Um, and how I feel I owe you an apology. Okay. And I owe Lindsay an apology. Go ahead. Because when you first mentioned this topic to me, I was like, Psh, nobody debates that. Next. <laughs> Holy cow. Lindsay, Hal, I owe both of you a giant apology because this is Feverish. Apparently, also, I do not live in Texas and never have. And maybe Lindsay does. Um, but in Texas, it is a, a real it's a big issue. Maybe the biggest issue of this election season. <laughs> this is the one thing that's on everybody's minds. Yeah. This is I mean, a- I know New Yorkers who won't vote for Donald Trump because he eats pizza with a fork. <laughs> who eats pizza with a fork? Who eats a Philly cheesesteak with a fork? I'm only a monster. 
<laughs> We're not going to talk about that right now. You no. got mad at me for that. Really mad at me. Well, you made a big mistake and you refused to you, – instead, when you were confronted with it, like here, mm-hmm. you've, you obviously – you misjudged how passionately people feel about their children. Right. Right. But you've come out and said, hey, you know what? Turns out I made a little mistake. It happens. I'm human. Let's all move on. Mm-hmm. In the case of the cheesesteak, you dug in real hard. And yeah. Defended it. You know like, what? That, that was thing okay. was big and messy. <laughs> and I didn't want to get uh, grease all over my hands because I'm a delicate flower, Hal. Well, a big bowl of chili's messy too. T- tell me how you like your chili. Let's let's not even get into beans or no beans. Sure. Do you like ground is- meat chunks? Do you like spicy? W- what what do you prefer? I love my chili uh, thick and hearty. I don't like a runny chili. Okay. It's very liquidy. I like it thickened. Um. I like it, uh, I like it served. I like it a little spicy. I've had it before and made it before. This is going to sound crazy to some people with a tiny bit of chocolate in it. Now, this is, I'm talking like two or three Hershey squares in a giant pot of chili. Not much at all. People do that. That's, that's very Cincinnati. I feel like Cincinnati uh, is a chili town. I know they do it sweet there and they also do it with cinnamon there. Yes. Yes. I've had their Um, chili before. On spaghetti. It is called uh, the three-way or five-way or however you get it. I always would get it three-way, which is, yeah, over spaghetti with cheddar cheese. And they'll also do with, uh, I believe, five-way is with tomatoes and onions on top as well. Right. Um, I love it. They used to do it at Ed DeBevix. Do you remember that restaurant? I do remember. I don't know if I was ever there, but I definitely know the name. Uh, Ed DeBevix is a famous restaurant in Chicago. There was a brief uh, time when there was one in sh- in Los Angeles as well, and I was very excited until it vanished. Um, but it's it was the model, I believe, for Jack Rabbit Slims in Pulp Fiction, where your servers are assorted fifties uh, and sixties kitschy celebrities. I was served by uh, Joe DiMaggio once. Oh, um, yeah, not the real Joe DiMaggio. Uh, and they, and they jump up on the bar and they sing and there's all kinds of craziness. And sometimes they're rude or surly with you. It's a lot of fun if you go to Edibevix. They served three-way chili there. Uh, but Cincinnati made it famous. Gold Star and, um, what was the other one? Skyline. Skyline. Uh, two famous Cincinnati chilies. But if you talk about Cincinnati chili to a person from Texas, they will shoot you with one of their dozens of guns. Their chili gun. It fires yeah. those chunks of meat. Because here's the thing. I, I probably – I came to Chili later in life. It always seemed kind of mm-hmm. odd to me because it just seemed like hamburger soup. Like Because <laughs> that was the chili I saw. It was like served in the cafeteria. And my school had a, had a really good cafeteria. I will say <laughs> – this, this was really going to surprise you. When I would order my peanut butter and jelly sandwiches from the cafeteria oh, no. – they were made I, so No, I well. love a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And they made it well. They made a really good – it wasn't all smushed up. It was fresh. It tasted good. Like they made – White bread? White wheat bread, bread. Thick white bread. Great. Thick peanut butter, thin peanut butter? Uh, creamy peanut butter. Okay. No, no, no. I mean like the layer itself. It was thick enough. It wasn't too thick, but it also wasn't that thing of like it, it – you got the sense that maybe it was around peanut butter one time. Uh-huh. And then a bunch of jelly that, <laughs> that sogged it out. Like it, all things were in, in the proper proportion. Okay, good. Each bite was a joy. Oh, I used to work at a very famous place that had, uh, a cafeteria where assorted, um, you know, performers and 
princesses and um, band members at all would go and and dine. And they would have, uh, they would have, the, this is the cast member dining hall. And they, uh, they would on, if on Tuesday they had chili, on Wednesday they would have chili soup. And it would be labeled as such. And it was just thinned <laughs> chili. And I always thought, come on, man. Uh, but then they fixed it and they would have five different kinds of chili. They would have a chili of the day. Like they really, they stepped up their chili game after the whole chili soup debacle. <laughs> um, so how to, that was, so I guess to answer your question in the most long winded roundabout way, okay. I like a thick, hearty chili. Uh, and as far as serving it, I prefer mine, uh, with usually with a few tortilla chips on the bottom and then I'll pour the chili in and then crush up a few tortilla chips and some cheddar cheese on top. Maybe a dollop of sour cream. Good man. Good man. I do the same. What about you? I, I crumble it up inside and I, okay. The reason why the, another reason why I didn't like chili growing up is because I didn't like the beans. I didn't, I was against beans. I was very anti bean and mm-hmm. apropos in general. Yeah. Apropos of nothing. I just decided it was probably like a mouthfeel thing where I was like, these are mm-hmm. kind of sandy. And then I never ate them. I, I made that <laughs> like many things <laughs> in my life. I made a decision when I was three and I'm a man of principle. <laughs> And I just – I stuck to it. Uh, I like that we, how every episode you bring up a food that you do not eat. I'm afraid that the longer this show goes on, eventually you're not going to eat anything. There will always be Snickers bars. There will oh, always man. be Snickers bars, Mark. Would you Would you dump – if you had a big enough pot of chili, would you dump a Snickers bar in there? <laughs> just to see what would happen? Yeah, why not, right? Sure. Uh, an old friend of mine, this is the first time I had chocolate. I don't know why I'm obsessed with the chocolate and the chili. The first time I had chocolate in chili was a friend of mine, uh, named Joseph, who's a wonderful chef in Los Angeles. Joseph Antonischek, great guy. Um, he, we all went camping. He was, uh, Campfire Joe was his, uh, chef name. That was his, his claim to fame was he was a great camping chef. And on the first night of a camping trip, he would make a great big pot of chili and he would instruct everybody that came on the trip to bring one ingredient to add to the chili. And I thought, what a cool idea. And someone brought chocolate and put a little bit of chocolate in there. And I thought it was absolutely delicious and very communal. Ch- chili is a very communal sort of food, it feels. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's it's something – if I eat chili by myself, it's a sad – it's sad times. <laughs> and just eat this Do chili you- over here. Are you, uh, are you a canned chili fan? I, okay, so uh, I avoided it because of beans, right? Then I discovered mm-hmm. Texas style chili, which I'm sure we'll get a little deeper into, but that is a non-bean, that almost looks like, um, this is gonna sound bad, and I do enjoy Texas chili, but like when you see mm-hmm. a dog food commercial, and it's wet dog food <laughs> out of the can, <laughs> and you look at it and you go, I know in my mind that this is for dogs, but also, I bet, I bet that tastes real good. It looks real good, whatever they're using to make that dog food. Oh. I feel bad that, yeah. that, that, like now I wish that I could be eating what that beagle has on television. Look, man, I'm telling you, uh, Alpo Prime Cuts, I was real tempted to dig into that when I was a kid. Cause that was some big hearty chunks of beef that we gave our dog. And I was like, man, screw this grilled cheese, man. I want some of that. What looks like you can, it's hardly uh distinguishable from Dinty Moore beef stew. <laughs> That's I have a secret for you. They're both made of horse. Oh, did I tell you uh this while we were in France? Um 
there was a horse butcher shop that we saw? No. Yeah, really jarring thing to see. Did they have whole horses just hanging from the windows? <laughs> they had three uh horse heads not like like uh, stone, you know, carvings of horse heads out in front. And I thought, ooh, a Western wear store, like a little bit of Americana. <laughs> and I walked past it and it was a butcher shop. And I was like, wait a minute. Why does this butcher shop have, oh, God, what? <laughs> and you ate that horse. You ate a whole yeah, horse. Yeah, whole horse. Now, um, I will tell you, getting back to, to canned chili, when, okay. I, when I finally got into it, I would get uh, – this was like at the height of – the first time I did Weight Watchers and got really into it. And I got into uh-huh. a place, and this might surprise you, where I found like five things I could eat. I knew what the points were because it was, it was in the point system, and that's what mm-hmm. I had. And one of them was one can of Hormel turkey chili, no beans, and then I would take baby carrots and I would dip baby carrots in it. Or I would cut up baby carrots and put them inside so I'd have carrots okay. with it. So it was hearty enough for you to be able to – uh, for it to hold on to a, to a carrot or a chip in in that, if that were the case, yeah, probably break a chip. If a carrot could handle it, it would break a chip, right? It, well, yeah. I mean, you wanted to, you would have to scoop it with a spoon. You'd do like the spoon, and or or if you have scoops, which is mm-hmm. the greatest innovation in chips, the greatest chip of all time. Oh, it's so great. Yeah. Um, then you tiny bowls, tiny corn bowls. Oh, it's it's like perfect. It's <laughs> every bite. It feels like a taco salad. Oh, taco salad. Wendy's is bringing that back. We are really getting off topic here. Well, um, I'll, I'll tell you now that I make chili because I'm in, I'm in medically forced vegetarianism. I do make a vegan chili that I love. By the way, that is the worst name for a cookbook I've ever heard. Well, it's coming out next week and I- Hal Loveland, medically forced vegetarianism. I put all my money into it, so I'm really hoping it turns out. I hope you're wrong again. I'll be expecting an apology when I make my millions of dollars. You know what? I'm sorry. <laughs> Lindsay. Oh, turned it around. Why? I was expecting it to be for me. No, that the, <laughs> the chili I make now is very mm-hmm. uh it's not watery, but it's soupy. And that's just by the 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 proportion of the ingredients that I put in it. Probably I need to put a little bit more tomato paste to thicken it up, but I don't mind it and I'll put chips in it or something to to soak up that broth. What you could also do is, in the beginning stages of it, crush some chips into it, and uh, that will thicken it up. Oh, you know, I've been using frozen corn to thicken it up. Really? Yeah. I know masa flour tr- is pretty traditional. Um, by the way, if anyone listening to our program is in Texas, um, first of all, nobody mess with them. Yes. Uh, second... I apologize for everything we've been talking about for the last few minutes, because I'm certain that at this point you are screaming into your car stereo, none of this is chili. <laughs> so um, give me the Texas definition of chili. Well, a Texan would tell you uh, that the Texas definition of chili is the definition of chili itself. Sure. It is uh, the official state dish of Texas, as recognized in 1977. Really? It is. Yes. It was invented. Well, there are lots of different stories about where it was invented. Uh, the two most plausible ones, I believe, are uh, there were 56 families that came over from the Canary Islands in 1731 and settled in uh, and settled in San Antonio. They brought with them 
a uh, these chilies and this recipe for a beef stew made with chilies. And they came and they settled. They were brought by uh, King Philip V, uh, sent them over as colonists so that much in the way that uh, the British crown sent over colonists to the uh, northern part of North America, they were sent to uh, San Antonio, Texas to give Spain a uh, a stronghold. Anyway, that's the going way off topic and way back in time. Uh, that is sort of the origin of chili. It gained popularity, if I may do a bit of a history lesson here. Uh, chili gained popularity in the mid to late 1800s, uh, strictly out of, not strictly, but, um, centered around San Antonio and the cowboys that were, uh, driving cattle in the western part of Texas. Uh, they would, they got this idea in San Antonio and as they, uh, as they rode around uh, the trails, they invented a, uh, they invented a dish called brick chili where they would take, uh, the cheap cuts or the, you know, the leftover cuts of beef, press them, uh, under their saddles along with chili peppers and spices. And, uh, they would take these bricks. They were called brick chili. Okay. They would throw them in a pot and, uh, of boiling water and reconstitute it. So it was easy to cook, uh, while riding, uh, riding in the open range. Okay. Listen. Along with that, in uh, oh no, there's more, Hal. This oh, I've yeah, the... dug real deep into this. Okay. Along with that, back in San Antonio, right outside the Alamo, there were what were called the Chili Queens. The Chili Queens uh, grew out of this original families from the Canary Islands, and they would serve this stew uh, from big pots in front of the mission in San Antonio. Just showing uh, the it Alamo. Off. Just showing uh, off. Like, look at what we're doing. We're yeah. making this chili and, uh, right in front of you. Yeah. Exactly. Actually, they would make it at home and bring it. Uh, and then the cowpokes would come in and they would, oh no, they, they gave it to them. They would serve it to them. And the chili queens were disbanded in the early 1930s, uh, for obvious and well-deserved health code violations. They were disbanded. It said like, yeah, (laughs) like Elliot Ness came in. Oh yeah. He came in. Yeah. They, they were the ungrubbables. (laughs) <laughs> all right i haven't um, been, i haven't been paying attention to anything you've been saying because you sent me down a rabbit hole of state foods right oh no the, did look, you just jump online i just want to say that th- this is all a bunch of bs because there's no uniformity to this like some states have a state native pepper some states have a state snack did you know that, that uh, state i did snacks? not know that one of them i'm gonna guess the states with the state snacks are uh in the midwest um, I'm gonna see if I can find. I'm already. I mean, like, there's so much. All right. So, I feel like Michigan would have like potato chips as its state snack. So Illinois, the state snack food is popcorn. They've got a state fruit, which is the Gold Rush apple, and then pumpkin okay. pie is the state pie. And that was 2016. So it's not like there's a proud history. These are these mm-hmm. are all done. It seems like in the last 30 years or so. But I mean, the, like, uh, the Texas was done in uh, in the seventies, yeah, uh, seventy seven. So they were there first. But like Minnesota got the blueberry muffin in nineteen eighty eight. That was their big like, like oh we got it. We locked down the blueberry muffin. Now nobody can have it. Then there's one Missouri state dessert is ice cream, and the picture they've chosen for Wikipedia looks like somebody made a duty in a cone. <laughs> well, don't get angry at the idea of state foods because it's not like the states are claiming that no one else can have them. What well, really I wanted to see what my state had claimed, the state of Pennsylvania. Guess what? They've no foods, 
no foods at all. But Tennessee, really? Tennessee has a state fruit. That's it. Uh, let me guess. Tennessee's state fruit is, um, you won't get it. Tobacco. <laughs> You're close. Tomato. Tomato. Oh, is the tomato. State fruit. Now, <laughs> Texas, right. Texas has like what feels like nine. They've got a state vegetable, a state snack. They've got state pie, native pepper, and then, and then another pepper. So they've got two peppers. They've got pastries. Are you, I, I can't tell if you're upset about Pennsylvania having lots of state foods or, uh, other states not having any at all. Well, are you taking pride in this or are you angry about this? I'm a little angry that, that Pennsylvania is not getting on the ball and doing like funnel cake, which is our terrible. <laughs> <laughs> or like, so like shoe fly pie because we have lots of Amish people. I or apple pan dowdy. Yes. I, apple pan dowdy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So the state dish, they do have chili con carne, which is what they call it. That is that that is no beans. That's just again, this looks like a duty in a bowl. Wait, this is are you talking about Texas now? Yeah. Now okay. the only reason it was Chili like, con carne, by the way, chili con carne, the name chili con carne is has been shortened to chili. So when we are talking about chili, we are talking about chili con carne. Right, because it's chili peppers. It's something with a chili pepper base. Of some mm-hmm. sort, whether it's mild or spicy, that also has meat in it. Now that's mm-hmm. been we've lost the con carne because there are so many different versions. There's, a, a, like for example, there's just all vegetarian chili. There's turkey, right. chicken, pork. Um, so there there are a lot of different versions of chili. Uh, based on all of the research I have done, Hal, none of those I think would be called chili. To any of the people that have written any of these articles that seem real passionate about it. Well, the person who uploaded this picture of duty looking chili in a white bowl, the <laughs> file name is bowl of chili, no beans, which means okay. that there are bowls of chili with beans. So tell you like, obviously in, in Texas where, where it is a sacrosanct, it is the official state dish there. Do you mean sacrosanct? Yeah, I said sacrosanct. What did you think I said? Sacrosanct. No. We'll listen to the replay. We won't. Please, nobody rewind this. <laughs> Look, I'm from Philadelphia. We're born with two tongues. Oh, wow. We have to learn to fuse them together. They're always knocking against each other and slurring. I knew you speech. people were snakes. Yeah, we're the, we're the lizard people from V. We've been here for uh-huh. a long time and we love uh-huh. our football team. So, but in Texas where it's sacrosanct, there are mm-hmm. no beans to be found. This is the equivalent. We're almost going back to episode one, right? With, right. with ketchup on a hot dog, where right. Chicago is sort of like the, the, the religious epicenter of the hot dog. And there, mm-hmm. you are not to put ketchup on it. But. No. There are other areas of the country and there are a lot of, of wrongheaded people out there who constantly tweet pictures uh, at us, Rob Desmond, of hot dogs with ketchup on them. So. Just because Texas puts no beans in their chili doesn't mean there aren't other pla- – I mean Cincinnati was – there were beans aplenty that I remember. Or you I, don't re- I don't recall any beans in my chili in Cincinnati. I think you had um, a choice. We are – the thing is though, Hal, we have to determine what the rules are. Yes. And if the rules are chili, like the dish chili – in its in the strictest sense of the word, yes, is chili con carne. It is a shortened form, 
Right. If I may, let me, let me throw up, I'm gonna, I'll throw a few exhibits into the mix. I love when you say, if I may, that you're going to share something that you read off some list site on the internet. Oh, no, no. This is not something off a list site. This oh. is, this is a song by Ken Finlay. This is a song <laughs> written in 1976. Okay. Um, in Texas, uh, when, uh, as Texas was about to name Chile the state song. Well, now, uh, he, let's really set the, let's really set the scene. Ford and Carter okay. are locked in a, in a bitter, vicious election. Yes. But Chili fever is sweeping the nation. Yes. Which is not to be confused with meat sweats. Yes. Those are pants that you wear when you eat meat products. <laughs> All right. It, uh, allow me to read these lyrics. I do not have the tune, so I apologize. I will not sing it for you. Oh, please. You burn some mesquite, and when the coals get hot, you bunk up some meat, and you throw it on a pot. <laughs> you bunk up some meat? Mm-hmm. Does that mean you, like, <laughs> you bunk it up, you throw it on a bed, and you tuck it in, you tell it a story, <laughs> then you put it in a pot. That's how you bunk your meat. That's how you bunk your meat in Texas. You know what? I sure hope that either putting it in a pot or what you are talking about is bunking meat. Uh, because any other definition that pops into my head is really horrifying and um, would probably make it taste less than ideal. <laughs> Let me go on. While some chili pods and garlic and comino and stuff, then you add a little salt till there's just enough. You can throw in some onions to make it smell good. You can even add tomatoes if you feel like you should. But if you know beans about chili, you know that chili has no beans. Okay, let me take issue with this. Okay. This guy is given an imperfect recipe. Like, you throw in some stuff and then some spices. Get and then you have sex with some steak. Yeah. <laughs> Do a tender. Don't forget to give them cab fare if it's not their house. <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh man. So, All some, right. some guy in Texas wrote a song about how there are no, uh, no beans allowed in chili and gave a real dumb recipe. Like, throw in some comedo, maybe some other stuff. It's almost like he heard somebody, like the neighbors through their paper thin walls at his apartment complex, his sad apartment complex somewhere in Texas. He heard them say, like, you know, I think that uh, chili shouldn't have beans. And then he's like, I'm going to write a song about that. And I'm going to stir up the heart of every Texan. And I'm going to rally them around my cause. But <laughs> he, didn't, uh, he didn't really okay. know how it was made. Oh, wait. If I may, here's a song that was okay. written by Hal Loveland in 2016 about how you can put beans in chili. You bunk up that meat and tuck it in. <laughs> Make sure it has its teddy bear. Then you get some beans and put them in a sleeping bag on the floor. Unless you have a trundle bed. Then you pull out that trundle bed and the beans go in. You throw in some spices and then some fire and stuff. And you have chili with beans. So there you go. Um, Look, man, I may or may not in my life have eaten chili out of a trundle bed. <laughs> not not as the serving vessel. I mean, I had, I would, you know, I, when we visited my grandparents, my brother, because he was a year older, got to sleep on the bed part, and I had to sleep in the drawer that pulls out from underneath the bed. Yeah, sure. And I guarantee at one point, this is Tennessee, man, of course, it's, we're going to have a bowl of chili in bed. 
because that's what you do. Oh, that's um, oh wait, it's right here on Wikipedia. That's the state. That's the state shame eating for Tennessee. Having <laughs> chili in the bottom half of a trundle bed. Yeah. All right, Hal. If you think that that was not um, that was not official enough, okay. Uh, you have a hip hop Let me offer this to you. The International Chili Society. Okay. Their rules and regulations for cooks at the World Championship state, regional, and district cook-offs are as follows. Rule number one. Traditional red chili is defined by the International Chili Society as any kind of meat or combination of meats cooked with red chili peppers, various spices, and other ingredients. Okay. With the exception of beans and pasta, which are strictly forbidden. No garnish is allowed. International Chili Society. Yes. They, uh, for all the, like, sanctioned chili cook-offs that happen, I guess to, you know, like, anybody can have a hot dog eating contest, but the big one is the one in Coney Island. Right. These are the, the big guys of this, uh, of this thing. Okay. So that is, that is a vote against, uh, against beans in chili. Okay, now I have taken the liberty of looking up the internet. Making up another song? <laughs> yeah, I just started a, a intergalactic chili society. Ooh. Where it's okay. Uh, no, this is in, uh, it says it, <laughs> the Google listing for this is charity in San Juan Capistrano, California. Okay. <laughs> Who is Sally Struthers doing commercials for chili? Wait a minute. Charity is the, did it just send you to the wrong internet page? No, cause it, chilicookoff.com is the website. Mm-hmm. Am I right? It is. That's the International Chili Society, the ICS. I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go to the contact us area. It has an acronym so you know it's official. Yeah, the I- ICS that will give you IBS. It, the street address is, th- is 32, 32244 Paseo Adelanto, Suite D3, San Juan Capistrano, California, 92675. And before anybody – Why, are we, why uh, are we looking up their address? Because I just wanted to say I, – I thought maybe they were in like San Antonio, Texas. Oh, I see. 104 Chili Queens Boulevard, San Antonio, <laughs> Texas, 90210. All right. Oh, I like that the emails – just email Vicky. Oh, they do have yeah. – their administration and correspondence – Are you trying to poke holes in the authenticity of the international – of the ICS? I want to understand who they are. Okay. So so the championship chili cook-off, which is trademarked the chili verde cook-off. So they do have a version. They say if you're going to use green chilies, it's a separate thing, but they do cover Mm -hmm. that. World's championship salsa contest, the ICS Mm -hmm. world's championship home-style chili cook-off. And fire okay. – what is Firefest? Are there beans allowed in the homestyle chili? That I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I, so I, what is the rest of it? Uh, range style? I guess. All right. Um, let me uh, – I feel like you're – everything that I throw at you, you're going to poke holes in. No, I just well, – I, I feel like – are you are you arguing for beans? I don't know. I just don't – I feel like you're coming out hot in favor of no beans. I, you know what? I have always eaten my chili with beans and I prefer it as an eater. I prefer chili with beans. I'm just telling you what I have uncovered today is that as passionate as people are about not putting ketchup on a hot dog is, uh, it is, this seems even more official. Like I have been doing it wrong my whole life. Right. Right. Um, th- so it's, it's, 
you know, it's, it's a lot to, it's a lot to take in. Speaking of range chili, uh, I'll tell you another little story. I love this one. Okay. Um, this one took a little digging to find out about this guy, but hey, we dug, we do what we do on this show. Um, <laughs> this, uh, this is a prayer. Uh, <laughs> This is a prayer written by a man named Bones Hooks. <laughs> Isn't okay, that the- you ready for this? Is it- His name is just two nouns that you could that have been used in uh, horror films. Isn't that a Tom Waits song? Yes, Bones, Bones Hooks. <laughs> he lived in Amarillo. I imagine Tom Waits says Amarillo, not Amarillo. Yeah, of course. Um, he does. So, Hooks, uh, when he was a child, he was born in 1867, and at nine, by nine years old, he was driving a chuck wagon uh, okay. on the open ranges of Texas. Now, back in those days, they would uh, – they somebody figured out around the 18, early 1850s that if you took chilies and uh, planted them near mesquite patches, the grazing cattle wouldn't eat them. And as you drove across the range, you would always have chilies to use in your uh, chili that you made. Chili, you would always have chilies with an E to use in your chili with an I. Okay. Which is kind of a brilliant idea. Just, you know, plant yourself a grocery store along the range that you knew you were going to be riding. And this is essentially the story of a nine-year-old who ran a food truck in the Old West? Yes. Okay. Poking holes, Lublin. Poking I, I, holes. Look, I'm just breaking it down. Not for, poking for holes to, uh, not poking holes to, uh, discredit. Poking holes to deflate. Well, you're painting it like you're George Plimpton describing like a fall in Boston. Yes. So, um, as they rode, as they rode the range. <laughs> By the way, to me, George Plimpton was only ever the guy that introduced the live action Winnie the Pooh show. Um, so uh this guy this guy uh was one of the one of the original original range riding cowboys who made chili uh and this prayer uh this is also uh from this part of it is uh from the chili cook-off website they have bones hooks prayer on it um the other one was from, I believe, the Amarillo Historic Society. So, okay. if you want to, if you, I, I'm just, I'm just giving you. I feel like I need to give you the bibliography uh, of this. Okay. Here is his, here is his prayer, if I may. Please. Lord God, <laughs> you know us old cowhands is forgetful. Sometimes I can't even recollect what happened yesterday. We is forgetful. We just know daylight from dark. Summer, fall, winter, and spring. But I sure hope we don't never forget to thank you before we eat a mess of good chili. We don't know why, in your wisdom, you've been so doggone good to us. (laughs) The heathen Chinese don't have no chili, never. Oh. The Frenchman's left out. The Russians don't know no more about chili than a hog knows about a side saddle. Even the Mexicans don't get a good whiff of chili unless they live around here. Chili eaters is some of your chosen people, Lord. We don't know why you're so doggone good to us. But, Lord God, don't never think we ain't grateful for this chili we are about to eat. Amen. 
Well, let's take a quick break from hour two of Ken Burns' Chili, exploring the racism of the range. <laughs> what we're going to do right now is take a quick listen to some of the other shows on the Maximum Fun Network that bring us so much joy. And you know, you can support all of these shows at any time and maybe get a tote bag or something. We'll be right back. Podcasts. 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 <laughs> They're audio programs that tell smart stories in innovative ways using editing techniques like, like this. this. Like this. Like this. Yeah. But let's face it, all that smart stuff can be exhausting. That's where Stop Podcasting Yourself comes in. It's so stupid. It's just two stupid dinguses being dumb idiot jerks for 90 minutes. Stop Podcasting Yourself. The stupid show that smart people love. Find it on iTunes or MaximumFun.org. Are you in need of a shakeup? MaxFunCon is our annual comedy and creativity festival and it changes lives. MaxFunCon West returns to Lake Arrowhead next June and MaxFunCon East is back in the Poconos next September. Tickets for both are on sale right now and they will sell out. Visit MaxFunCon.com to buy your tickets today. We can't wait to see you there. Speaking of Mexicans, oh boy, <laughs> um, this is uh, this is from the Diccionario de Mexicanismos, uh, published in 1959. This is a Mexican dictionary. Uh, they offer a definition of chili, okay, and the definition that they offer, uh, translated into English, is detestable food passing itself off as Mexican, sold in the U.S. from Texas to New York. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> do not refer to chili as being a Mexican dish because, uh, apparently they take offense to it and are not fans. Yeah. And down, maybe, uh, south of our border. And maybe no more cowboy prayers where it seems real sweet until you get to like, <laughs> until you get to like, I sure don't think those Canadians know chili. And also, I'd like to take a shovel to all their heads. Um, how did you know? That you, you mentioned, uh, it sounds all sweet. Chili does not have sweet origins. Do you know, this is, this is, I know we gave some of the origins of chili as the late 1800s, but there is an account of chili from 1538. Okay. Uh, the first time that, uh, that chili was ever mentioned. And do you know, do you know what the, uh, what the first main ingredient of this chili was? Was it horse from that butcher that you went to in Italy? Uh, try looking on top of the horse. Oh. Conquistador. Oh, great. The Aztecs made chili out of defeated conquistadors. Yeah, it's like soylent green. Yeah. Uh, lots of different kinds of meat. Uh, basically any kind of meat can be used in chili. The one hard and fast rule that I have consistently found in every bit of research that I have done, the meat can be different. Tomatoes, sure. Tomato paste, sure. You can put artichokes in it. You can put anything you want. But you the shouldn't. one thing yes. that you are not allowed to put in chili, according to Texans and the International Chili Society and nearly every every website I have visited, every chili scholar whose work I have delved into – the one thing you cannot put in chili, Hal, is beans. Well, then why are they in there? Do you have any evidence? Have you found any research to support beans in chili? Now, I, yes. I, so I get that, that initially from the, from the earliest man-made chili of the Aztecs mm -hmm. 
to the horse meat and racist chili of the Old West to the chili that inspired a song in the 70s that it's Mm -hmm. been no beans in chili. No beans, no beans, no beans. You have now research that supports beans in chili. Let's hear it. Uh, the only research I have found that supports beans and chili is from, uh, and I can't even find the actual cookbooks, but apparently in the 1920s, cookbook recipes, um, like for home cooks began calling for beans to be added to chili. Later, beans were added to canned chili, uh, to, I assume, fill it out, uh, to fill up the can and spend less money on meat. Right. Uh, so that is the origin of beans being in chili. Though, uh, chili as a dish is designed, uh, for, to be inexpensive. So adding beans to chili does seem in keeping with the inexpensive nature of it. You want to fill it out a little more? You add a couple cans of kidney beans to it. Sure. That is, uh, the cookbooks from the twenties is, that's all I can find about uh, beans in chili. Okay. That said, I like them personally, and isn't eating about just eating what you like? Yeah, I mean, it, it feels like this has become one of those things with sh- not what you can eat, but sh- should you be allowed to put beans in chili? Right. That's like you and your like you and your dumb cheesesteaks. That's what I think. Careful. Real careful. <laughs> Listen, I don't need a prayer and a song to know what's supposed to be in a cheesesteak. The things yeah. are less than a mushrooms. Years old. Oh, stop. Why? Why are you doing this? Why what? would you do it? Go go to Philly and try to do that. And I'll I promise I promise I will use your remains to make an Aztec chili that the whole family can oh. enjoy. Does that mean I'm a conquistador? Yeah. First I'll take the meat and I'll bunk it real nice. Ooh, wait, Hal, you got to buy me dinner first. How about a nice bowl of chili with no beans? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, I get it. Beans are a filler. Mm-hmm. Here, Here's the other thing. Beans don't necessarily add a ton of flavor. It's not a huge amount of flavor to beans, but I think one of the things that makes beans great is that they absorb whatever flavor you give them. So they don't alter, and that's probably why they were such a good filler when they could have put things like corn in it or or whatever right. else. Beans are cheap. Beans take on flavor, so it makes them a good cooking companion. I mean, chefs have been attempting to perfect chili. So, like, I'm sure that brick chili from the 1800s that the Cowboys ate tasted probably terrible. Um, people have been trying to perfect the recipe of chili forever. So, who's to say that beans are not an improvement? Right, and I found by and large Texas style chili is is, te- is tends to not be terribly spicy. Mm-hmm. I like spicy chili. Okay. Where are you getting your Texas chili, though? Because the Texas chili I've had has been pretty dang hot. Maybe I haven't had the right kind. That's, are you getting your Texas chili in Pennsylvania? I What I do is I get a bowl of Alpo. <laughs> Prime cuts? Prime cuts. Prime Great. cuts. And then somebody tricks me, probably my dad, that mm-hmm. dastardly parent – Tricks Ugh, me into thinking worst. it's chili con carne. And then I take a bite and, and I never want to eat anything ever again. Have, have, sure. you ever, have you ever eaten a dog biscuit, by the way? Yes. <laughs> you didn't even stop to. No, no, no. I, you, it's not a thing you forget. 
What, uh, how bad was it? Terrible. My mother's tried them before. Yeah. I remember her trying them. I, I you, never have. You know what? I, I It's what I imagine a barn tastes like. <laughs> like a combination of both the physical structure of a barn and everything inside it. <laughs> I'm talking hay, you know, shovel handles, horse tails. It's like a kind of a mix of barn flavors. Oh, it just smells so bad. Why would I want to eat that? Yeah, like a barn. <laughs> Why? I don't want to eat barns either. I also, like, yeah. uh, they do smell uh, – look, they don't smell super, super terrible. There was a reason I initially put it in my mouth. It wasn't a dare. It was a curiosity. <laughs> but it wasn't um, like this will be good. It's I no. wonder how not bad it could be. Exactly. So the, um, so the question before us here, I think, mm-hmm. and tell me, tell me if you agree, is have, has chili evolved to the point where beans are commonplace and okay? Are we, are we going to tell half of, half of the country or half of the world that they're right and that beans should be banned 100%? Or are we going to tell those OG chili people, calm down, beans are fine? They're now an everyday commonplace part of Chile, and we need to evolve our thinking around this. It's going to be okay. Is that is that what we're deciding here? Um, I don't because I don't know. I've, it, we we have been harsh on food snobs in the past. We have been food snobs in the past. We've come yes. down on both sides of it. We have. But the thing that I think this most closely resembles, as odd as it sounds, is our very first episode. And with that in mind. Much like technically you can put ketchup on a hot dog, but don't. Technically you can put beans in chili, but when that happens, where does it stop? You put artichokes in it. You put all kinds of other stuff in it. Mushrooms. We have to draw – We have mushrooms. Exactly. No, mushrooms belong on a cheesesteak. Stop it. Why are you doing this? I'm doing this because you did that dumb ghost voice in our Halloween ghost episode and I had nightmares. That ghost could be around any time. Um – I feel like this is going to have to go for me. And it, maybe it's because I went down this rabbit hole for a whole afternoon. Uh, and I, I've now been like clockwork orange, uh, incepted with this idea, but it feels like the, the ketchup argument to me, uh, the ketchup on a hot dog argument. And I'm, I'm leaning towards pretty strongly towards, uh, even though I have been a beans fan, uh, toward chili with no beans. What do you feel? I feel like people of the world. I'm in a real pickle right now. Mark can't hear me. I'm talking directly to you like I'm Zach Morris. And I froze everybody. I want you to know uh, things aren't going so well for Uncle Hal right now in the meat eating department. So he's got to make a vegan chili with beans as the substitute for meat. Now notice what I said there. I said substitute for meat. Unfreeze. Mark, you can participate in this too. Oh, yeah. great. Have you come up with a decision? Oh, <laughs> I should have told you I was going to freeze you. That was mm-hmm. my mistake. Anyway, I have come to a decision. Oh, wait a minute. Hang on a second. Huh? We're using the wrong pronouns here. We have to come to a decision. Hal. Yes, but you had, you had come to a decision and I've come to a decision. I agree with you. I think that for for me, as I've just said, in making a vegan chili, I use beans because I can't use meat. Oh, I didn't hear that part. <laughs> well, you were frozen. 
Oh, right. I was holding my giant. Oh, my gosh. It's like Zach Morris on Saved by the Bell. Oh, God. I got to remember to tell you about this stuff before I do it. Anyway, you should not have beans in your chili. There's already meat in there. Okay. Isn't that enough? Do you really like you can add a a whole bunch of other stuff in there and don't put artichoke in your chili. Don't have some weird like at our family. We add artichoke because we're just artichoke people. Guess what? Not anymore. You take that out of the chili. It's meat. It's some onion. It's it's some uh, some cumino and some spices or whatever. It could have corn in it. Maybe don't. Maybe a little bit of carrot. Maybe put chocolate and cinnamon in there. I don't know. I don't care for it personally. I like a spicy hot chili. But to me, the ideal chili is meat and no beans. So no beans in chili, everybody. If you're like me and your back's against the wall, then you do what you got to do to survive. But believe me, this is not ideal. This is not ideal. Because the best chili and the only official chili should be a chili with no beans and only meat asked and answered. Thank you, Lindsay. Have you uh, made a decision yet? Oh, did I do it again? Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I did. Anyt- I think any time that you talk to the directly to the audience, I'm frozen. I don't know what any of the decisions on this show have been for every episode. <laughs> I believe that even if we weren't doing this bit. <laughs> Thanks for the question, Lindsay. Asked and answered. But there are lots more questions that are out there begging to be, uh, begging to be discussed and finalized. So please reach out to us on Twitter at We Got This Tweets or check us out on the Maximum Fun subreddit. There's probably a flame war happening right now. Hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash We Got This Podcast or email us at We Got This Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you to producer Ken Plume to research. Who also hates beans. Yes. He also doesn't like beans. Researcher Kate McManus, we don't know how she feels about beans. We also don't know how graphic designer Uri Kelman feels about them or QA engineer Jen Alba, but we sure do thank them all. You know who else we thank but don't know how they feel about beans? Who? Our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman, for our score and song, respectively. And, of course, all the people out there who listen to this show. Some of you like beans, some of you don't. But now, because of you and the over one million downloads we've had. Congratulations, buddy. You too. We're, we're now official authorities. When we cross the million download mark, every, all of our decisions were now cast in stone. So chili has no beans in it. I, I will say unless you are have to have vegan chili like I do, and then it's like, oh, I wish there was meat, but I guess I'll put beans in there for now. Hal, we're done. Okay. We're done. We're done. No beans. No beans. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lovelin. For Hal Lovelin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. And don't worry, everybody. We got this. We got this. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.